Alright. So hey, this is Trey and my sister Wendy. We live in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I just wanted to record something. And this is this is what it sounds like when you're talking to my sister Wendy about SEC football. I get on one. She gets on one, and, and this is kind of what it sounds like. This is unedited, uncut. I'm doing this literally upstairs in my in, in a in a game room upstairs in Knoxville, Tennessee. Texas, Oklahoma. All right, what do you think about Texas, Oklahoma? Coming to the SEC. Well, they're coming to the SEC. I mean, now it's a done deal. I mean, I've I have multiple issues. Money-wise, I get it. The, the bottom line dollar, I get all that crap. I, uh, that part makes complete sense. I guess, I guess what it is, though, is that you take the teams in the SEC right now that are struggling, and a big one is Tennessee. And who I feel like this is a huge disadvantage for is Tennessee. So my question, and I want to I promote this. This is what I would do if I was a University of Tennessee. Why are you still in the SEC? You got your ass beat by everybody for 10 years, basically. Yeah, you've had some good games. That George game was a good game a couple years ago. Florida game. Yeah, all that stuff. The Hail Mary pass. All that was great. But you're terrible. The only good thing Tennessee does is take out good players. That's it from the other teams. That's all they do. So if we've got two more teams, if you're South Carolina or Tennessee, why wouldn't you consider going to the ACC, the Big 12, the, why wouldn't you consider going to another conference where you can be relevant? So when these teams come over, Tennessee is not, they're not relevant now. They're really not relevant in 2025. It ain't going to happen. South Carolina, they, they hang on by a thread being relevant. Hang on by a thread. Their biggest thing they bring to the table is they play South Carolina. And for us SEC fans that are tired of seeing Clemson walk into it, South Carolina is at least a shot because Clemson doesn't play anybody. Well, that's all they're relevant for. So my question is, if you're becoming irrelevant in your own conference and these other two teams, they're not, in my mind, naturally going to be ahead of them, why wouldn't they consider moving out? If everybody's going to shuffle up the deck, why stay in the SEC? Where would they go? I would, I mean, you could go to the ACC and just guarantee a loss to Clemson every year. I mean, that's personal opinion. You could... I think they could move over to the Big 12. Why couldn't you just take two other teams to go over to the Big 12 and then it stays the Big 12? Why not do that? Okay, some will say, well, money, TV time. They get the 12 o'clock game more than any team in the SEC. More so than Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Yeah. So they're only getting primetime television spots if they're playing big people. I think last year the Alabama-Tennessee game was a late game. I don't think we had the afternoon game. I'm just saying they've not been getting that 3.30 time spot in years um, unless it is just a team maybe like Alabama, possibly LSU with Joe Burrow. So I guess I just don't – if I'm Tennessee and I'm sitting over there looking at it, I'm going – I might have an opportunity to get out of here and become relevant again and play some teams that we can actually beat. So I would like to look at Tennessee's schedule and you tell me other than their cupcake games, and I'm not sure they can win all those, who they're going to beat. Tell me who they're going to beat. I don't know who they're going to beat. They cannot beat Ole Miss. They cannot beat South Carolina. They cannot. Okay, they might be able to beat Vanderbilt. I don't know if they can beat Kentucky. Yeah, but you're looking at it as as a right now, as a right now thing. I mean, you think that Tennessee's been relevant since Full Fulmer left? All right, here's Tennessee's schedule. They got Bowling Green. They'll beat them. Pittsburgh. They'll beat them. Tennessee Tech. 
I think they'll lose that one. I think they will. To Tennessee Tech? I think they will. I think they will. Go ahead. Okay. Florida. Loss. Missouri. Loss. South Carolina. Loss. Ole Miss. Loss. The Alabama Crimson Tide. Loss. Kentucky. Loss. Georgia. Loss. South Alabama. Loss. I believe it. Go ahead. Vanderbilt. Win. Winnie, let's let's go back to Tennessee Tech. Okay. 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 Do you not let's, remember the let's, game let's, two let's, years ago where they let's, lost their asses? Let's just let's just back up just a hair. Okay. And and let's talk about Tennessee Tech. Okay. Would you like me to go ahead and tell you the score of the game? Sure. Okay. I think it's going to be Tennessee Tech thirty-one and Tennessee fourteen. I think they're going to drill them. I think they're going to drill them. I don't even know if Tennessee has a whole entire team what that is, hasn't transferred. What does What does Tennessee Tech? Couldn't tell you. Oh. Couldn't. I don't know anything about Tennessee Tech. I don't know one thing. Well, I mean, you have them scoring 14 points. You think Tennessee Tech's defense is going to be similar to Alabama's? Um, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that Tennessee is going to be so bad this year that it will be. You think they'll beat a team like Pittsburgh, but yeah. won't beat Tennessee Tech? Can you pull up two years ago? Pull up the twenty. I guess 2019, not the one we played in SEC schedule. The year before that, and they lost three cupcake games. One or two, they lost in overtime and still lost it. Meaning, this team pushed them to well, the, overtime. Really, the worst loss that they had was to that To Georgia. the worst team in the whole entire country. But but that was the year prior that they were the worst team. They ended up getting some good athletes in. They ended up running the table pretty good. And they, the other team you're talking about is BYU, where they had the game won. And the BYU, you know, makes this 40-yard pass mm -hmm. late in the game. I think they kicked a field goal or scored a touchdown to tie it up. But, that uh, was the year Pruitt was there, and I think they won three or four games the whole entire year. I'm just saying, okay. is the conversation, are you saying that the SEC is so elite that if you have a losing football program, there is no time at all, if you're in the SEC, to even discuss moving into another conference? Is that what you're saying? Is that being in the SEC is so elite, even if we're losing, if we have become irrelevant, people are transferring out left and right, it, even even then, to stay in the SEC, you're telling me that it, there's never a conversation once you get into the SEC conference of ever leaving it. At this point in time, no. When, when, it's, it's, it's literally program suicide. I mean, the only team that, that you would even think about leaving the SEC on a football schedule or you know, on a football talk is Vanderbilt. You know, they, they they have always struggled in football. But, you know, listening to other people talk, and they have a lot of good points, Vanderbilt's won national championships in uh, baseball. Yep. Um, I think they've got a couple other really good sports that they're that they're pretty good in. It's just football is such a driving force in this stuff. All right, so talk about Texas and Oklahoma. You went straight into Tennessee. I did because I, I get I I just I get Tennessee, Tennessee's fine. Tennessee just has to get. It's all about the coach. Well, okay. And you get a good coach in here. I mean, you basically own Tennessee. You own half the state. You own you, the whole you, state. You know, you know, you own, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like having a business that, that has really good, good standards and it's just in a slump. 
all Tennessee is is in a slump. That, that's all that it is. So, look, but let's 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 switch gears here. Let's talk okay. about Texas, Oklahoma. Texas, Oklahoma, just coming in here, and you know, are they in, are they coming to the SEC for a money grab? Are sure. they coming to the SEC because they want to compete at the highest level? What do you think your thoughts are on Texas and Oklahoma? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that Oklahoma and Texas have become nationally slightly irrelevant and. I am 43, you're 42, I'm 43, okay. Right now I think I'm 41, but go ahead. Okay, then I'm 42. So growing up, Texas was on TV all the time, Oklahoma. I mean, these were big, big programs growing up. Okay, Oklahoma still is. They are big programs, but you're right. They've made it to some national championship opportunities. Have they won one? No. No, but I mean, do you think that okay, they- it's hard to do that. I mean, I, let's don't look at it because, you know, we're Alabama fans and Alabama wins it every no, other year. I just year. look at the score like, of the game. Well, I know, but I mean, okay, name the name name all these teams that have a bunch of national championships. Start naming them. Alabama, okay, Ohio Alabama, State. Okay, Ohio State, I think, has had one or two in the past 20 years. Yeah, that's true. So, okay. Alabama. Okay, that, you're Clemson. right. You're right. Oh, okay, Clemson. Clemson. But Clemson plays no one. And I will always go back to the same thing I say. And I will say this about Oklahoma and Texas. If you're not playing anybody, nobody's getting hurt. You can. They're putting in third string, fourth string by the second half. Their good guys aren't even winded. And then they come into the, these big games, and you go look at these injury reports after they have to play somebody like Alabama, Georgia, some of the Ohio State, some of these bigger teams when you're getting master blasted. Master blasted out there. So my point is, though, now you're, you're – I think that this move has everything to do with the 12-team playoff. So my thought was, why would anybody want to move? Because now all of a sudden – in my mind, people are tired of seeing the SEC in there, so we'll just expand it to get more players in or get more teams in. Well, are you saying that the top five teams in the country are all SEC teams? They're going to put all five us in? Sure. Right. Okay, so then we're playing, at that point, Texas or Oklahoma again, who we've already beat in the regular season. However, they set up their, their format. Right. So I guess my problem with it is I don't mind if they come over. I don't think that we should have to move to an east or a west. I don't even like this pod idea. Alabama. I do not want to be in the east. Alabama has been in the SEC West for as long as I know who we play, the rotation years. I know everything about it. And now you're just going to come in with these two other teams. We've got to put Texas and Texas A&M together because that will become their big rival game. Oklahoma, I think you pointed out to me, are they just going to have a – Playing in the East, I mean, think about that drive for them and vice versa, all that going on. But my biggest issue is I understand why people want to come to the conference. I get it. It's a big conference. But you've got your own television station. I mean, Texas has their own television station. Yeah. Their very own. And y'all can't figure out a way to get wins? And you think you're going to come into the SEC and win? I mean, I understand well, I mean, the recruiting. I'm, I'm, I mean, that's the goal. I mean, that's that's the goal of all these so teams. What happens, okay, so again, let's go back to, as SEC fans, lifelong SEC fans, take out Alabama as a whole. I'm an SEC fan. So what happens to Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, and Tennessee, who were still clamoring every year to be relevant in the SEC? That pushes them further down. 
who've been in this conference other than Missouri. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I know, but like Missouri, Missouri has, Missouri's played in, I think played in two back-to-back -back SEC championship games. I mean. That's because in those two years, you know, it's like, if you have 12 teams, 14 teams, 16 teams, whatever it is, well, I mean, there's only, there's, it's always going to be three or four good teams and three or four medium teams and three or four lower level teams. That's the way it is. Everybody can't be number one. I totally agree, but you're taking these people that have been in the SEC for a long, long time, minus Missouri, who just showed up whenever, and they're getting back pushed down. Well, who's to say that? I mean, who's to say that Tennessee doesn't come back? Who's to say that... That uh, but, you know that Florida's you know coming back. They kind of go away and come back fairly regularly. I mean, I you know, will promise you this. I, as an Alabama fan, I remember 10, 12 year stretch where we weren't anything. Oh, you I think, agree. I mean, would we be sitting here saying shut it down, move the conference? I mean, if we were still not winning, if we've been sitting here this whole time still in the bottom of the pack, I'd be like, I want a different conference. I'd like to go somewhere where I might win a ball game one year. But um, the reason I bring up Tennessee, hey, I live here. I live here. I would like that game to be relevant again. I live 15 minutes from this campus, and I would like to see it. They have one of the biggest college stadiums in the whole entire country. It's not a comfortable stadium, but it's one of the biggest. They're not even able to fill half the thing up anymore. I mean, you're just talking about, in my mind, for where I live, tax dollars, parks, roads, all the things that this huge SEC university brings in, you're going to pull in two teams. Sure, they're going to bring us a lot of money. Both fan bases are great fan bases as far as traveling and going to games. But I guess for me, it's like you're taking these teams that are already struggling and they are going, in my mind, to be pushed even further back. That is my personal opinion. Every other day for six months, I wake up and somebody's entered the transfer portal from Tennessee. Well, that's just the day and age we live in. I mean, everybody transfers from everywhere. I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy. And well, tell me this, you know, so much has changed in college football just in the past year or two. So you're talking about the transfer. You know, the transfer went from a very narrow way to get transferred out of somewhere to a very uh, wide, very broad spectrum of people transferring, basically at a whim. Mm -hmm. Now you have the uh, NIL. Yeah. Now you have these players making money. And now they can make money and, and, and they can drive the nice cars and they can do their mm -hmm. thing. They can help their families. Now they're coming in to expanding the SEC, bringing in two heavyweights like Texas and Oklahoma. Now they're talking about the 12-team playoff. Mm -hmm. You know, so much is changing in college football that I think as a fan, personally for me, I want to see these good games during the regular season. I want some of these cupcake games out off the Agreed. schedule. And, and and realistically, I really think if, if these colleges are going to play these harder schedules, you know, give them two weeks off, drag the season on some, and I know there's some limitations relative to school schedules and things like that, but, you know, come on, we're in 2021. We, we, can, we can stretch a season out a little bit. Yep. But give these teams that are playing 12 regular season games and 12 quality regular regular season games, give them another week off, you know, put another week off in there, expand the season off a little bit longer, because that's realistically what you want. You want to wake up on a Saturday morning and you want your team or you want five or six really good games. And, and really where we got a snapshot of that was 
last year with the all SEC SEC schedule. Now you you know some of these games aren't going to be good games, but they're SEC games. So they were and, all good games. So they're all good games. Yep. They, they, they all have different storylines. They all matter. Every single game matters. Right, and and so they all have the the, the storylines and the you know and, and you know you're not waiting two or three weeks to see your team play somebody good. So the 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 main point that I want to get across is. You know, college football is changing. It's changing rapidly. Now, tell me this. Tell me about your participation in going to games. Do you like going to games? I actually do enjoy going to big games. Tell me this. Tell me if if you're sitting in an athletic department, and let's just say you're sitting in Tennessee's athletic department. Well, one of the main things is, is they want people at these games. What would you do? to get more people to come onto campus and to play games, and, and to go to games, excuse me. I, well, I think the alcohol helped, believe it or not, in some of these SEC stadiums. I think serving alcohol helps. Um, you know, mine, mine's like mom stuff. Mine's like bigger seating, not just so closed in. I love what some of these stadiums are doing. Uh, Alabama's one of them. Alabama's one of them where they have this north and south zone where you can buy tickets in there and you have a private concession stand, air conditioning, lockers. Um, my sister took me to the spring game, um, the Alabama spring game, and that's where we stayed, and it was incredible. It was just so, so cool. Um, I think things like that. I do think, though, that there's something about watching it at home. I'm a very passionate football fan, so I'm I'm pacing and up and yelling and I mean, I'm not a calm watching football fan. That's just not. Well, and, and I think in, in the vein of that with these games and seeing these games, the one thing I would really like to see college football do is shorten up these games. Oh, my gosh, yes. It doesn't need to be four hours, four and a half no. hours. I mean, because and, and, here's the point. I mean, I know there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, a, a, a plan, if you will, of how many you know, commercials have to be slotted to pay for this, to pay for that, to make the money here, to make the money there. But, you know, you've got to shorten a college football game up. And to me, let's just say, because we do, we live 15 minutes away from Neyland mm-hmm. Stadium. Let's just say we know this game's going to be about three, maybe three and a half hours at the longest. Yep. You know, you can get to a game and get back. You know, and it's not this all-day affair. All-day event, yep. And, and, you know, how many Saturdays do you really want to be doing that? You right. Know? And, and that's that's the one thing I think college football needs to look at the most is shortening up these games. And and I, I would rather watch more quality games, shorter games, and, you know, if my team has two losses, there's still a feasibility that they might get in this playoff. Right. You know, that at least they're playing good teams. These games are short. You know, we're, 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 we're getting moving down the line. But when you say short, are you talking NFL short? Because yeah, the NFL I mean, game's about three hours all day long. Yeah, yeah. And I that's mean, what I think it needs to be. Three, I mean, you can stretch it out to three and a half hours. But when you start getting to four, four and a half hours, I mean, you start, it's it just... It, it gets a little bit much 
to to me. Well, but are you saying that as an Alabama fan, where we're typically up by thirty five points? By oh no, I'm quarter? talking about all I mean, the games. I mean, I want to sit down and watch a game and be done with so it. So when three you and I were watching, hours. okay, so in, when you and I were watching the the Florida LSU game, the craziest fourth quarter last year uh-huh. of almost every game we saw last year. Uh-huh. You were just like, oh, I'm ready for this to be over. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat. And then people start throwing shoes and all hell breaks loose. So I'm just saying, I mean, you're in a good game. and, and well, you're, You'll just be in a good game at three hours and 15 minutes or three hours and 20 minutes instead of four hours and 10 minutes and four hours and 20 Going you know, 20 to the minutes. game, I mean, the, it's, it's, the amount of the game bothers me. Being at home, hey, the, look, look, the length look. of the game doesn't bother okay, me. Okay, well, follow me here. So you sit here and watch soccer, right? Mm-hmm. You might not watch as much soccer as I do. So I've gotten into watching a little bit of soccer, and it's almost like they figured it out. It's like they do a pregame show. They get you ready for the match. Then they go on the air and they're going to play 45, 48 minutes, you know, whatever this whatever this time is. No commercials. Now, what's funny is somehow if you watch American soccer, somehow they put commercials in there, which is hilarious. <laughs> you know, you watch these European leagues and things like that. There's no commercials. But, you know, then you have a halftime. Well, okay, 45 minutes, 48 minutes, 49 minutes. And then you have a halftime of about, you know, of about 25 uh, 20, 25 minutes, perfect break. Everybody can get up. Everybody can talk. Then what you have is you go back to 45 or 50 minutes and then the game's over. I, you got to figure out something similar to that with football. Well, football brought in light shows. Big campus. Yeah, because now we're going to have concerts <laughs> now we're at have the football games during commercial yeah. breaks and during halftime. Right. So I, I I get what you're saying. I think I think I enjoy NFL football because of the speed. I, I agree. But for me, a Saturday and for as long as I can remember, a Saturday is just football. It's just when I wake up, when I go to bed, and however it however it falls in you know, is the way that it falls in. I don't look at the times. I'll tell you what I do look at times is for those NFL games because I'm not as big of an NFL fan. So if I have a game I want to watch, I know I'm only locked in for three hours opposed to an all-day event. So I, I would say that these NFL fans are up every Sunday doing this. It's just us, well, sure particularly, we're up on Saturday doing it. So I don't have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with... with I mean, I just pause it during commercials, but I don't have an issue with much of that. What I do truly have an issue with is bringing other teams in and then start talking about pods. Or, okay, you'll have four teams of four pods. And one one thing that I saw, I think, on Feinbaum had Tennessee and Alabama in the same pod. What? Like, to me, if you're going to make a pod, then make it with the four hardest teams. Now, I know you're going to say, well, we won't be good forever. I totally agree we won't be good forever. But I still would rather play better competition than shit teams. I just would. And if you're going into a Tennessee game right now thinking Alabama's going to lose, you're crazy. I don't go into that game other than praying that a good player doesn't get hurt. And the last time I prayed that a good player didn't get hurt, Jalen Waddle got hit. First play of the game, he's out for the rest of the season. So every single time that we play Tennessee, Georgia plays Tennessee, or Florida plays Tennessee, they beat them, but somebody big gets hurt. Not not intentionally hurt, just gets hurt. So again, I'm going to keep going back to you're taking teams that are trying to get back relevant. Let's look at Kentucky. I talk about Kentucky all the time. Kentucky's a basketball school. They hired this guy in how many ever years ago. They put no pressure on him. 
because it's not a football school. And what has Tennessee, what has Kentucky done? Gotten steady better, steady better, steady better. They, they're getting relevant because a fan base allowed this guy the time to do this. And the school is a basketball school. It just is what it is. You take a Tennessee that is a predominantly football school. It is now shifting some there with the basketball program and the baseball program moving up. Their softball team has always been very good. But you're taking their biggest money generator and you're going to push it even further back? I mean, it, 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 it. It, I guess to me it's more about loyalty. Like all these people have been here. I know it's about money. But these people have been here and we're about to put them in a position where I don't know if there is a way back for some of these teams if an Oklahoma and Texas come in. And you can disagree with me on that. Well, the, the way back is, is very simple. You're not having to go undefeated every year. You could have a loss. You can sure. have two losses. You can, you, I mean, the, you, you feasibly could get into a realm of having three losses depending on how it works out. How it out. works out. And I, so, I, mean, I don't now, actually disagree now with Now you're sitting that. there going, well, is Kentucky ever going to go undefeated? Well, it's going to be hard for him to do it. Well, you know, Kentucky, can Kentucky squeeze by with two losses? That's feasible. Okay, can Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, or Missouri beat out recruiting with an Oklahoma and Texas? No. Well, I'll tell you this, if they get creative with this NIL stuff, they okay. very well should, they okay. very well could. So this NIL stuff... Because would you, because let's just say you want to go to, you're going to have this NIL deal, and they set up some type of really good system to where you have an NIL, and you're going... Well, okay, well, I'm going to go to Alabama. Well, sure, they're the best right now, but you might not get to play. play. Well, I'm going to go to Missouri. I'm still going to make my NL, NIL money because they've set up a really good program to do it. B, I'm going to get to play mm -hmm. and see if we can get the right parts in here. We can make a run at this thing. So I agree on this NIL, NIL, and I think I told you, but I know I told Mom. I said, when this broke, I said, this will be game changer for recruiting for two reasons. And I'm going to use my own son as an example just because he plays football, not because he's going to play football for college. So we live 15, 20 minutes from the stadium. So he ends up getting offers from Alabama, Tennessee, Missouri, and Texas. Okay. And let's so we're sitting down as a family and we're talking about it so let's just say that alabama is still that good and i'm going well son you can go play for alabama you're most likely not going to play to your junior senior year right you're not homegrown there so you know if you do are able to make a little bit of money at the beginning okay but you're not really maybe looking at making decent money until the end or, well, let's talk about going to Tennessee. 15 minutes down the road, you get all kinds of local support. You get all kinds of local money. You get all kinds of car dealerships and insurance and come up here and sign and all the things that they can do. So now we're looking at you going to play 15 minutes down the road and have an NIL money from ninth grade to 12th grade. Okay? So as a family, that, that's going to be something to consider heavily, in my opinion. Heavily, in my opinion. Because then you're looking at, can we keep more people in state? So for somebody like Christopher, who's 15 minutes from the stadium, if you don't think the car dealerships and the insurance and the local grocery store and, oh, the pilot and all these things aren't going to pay him for sponsorship, that's crazy because they will. But you're going to have a harder time. They're not going to support you in Tennessee all the way down in Alabama or Missouri or, or Texas. Not your local people. But they will support you local. 
So I do think it can change. NIL can change homegrown talent, I think, more than anything. And if I'm recruiting, that's what I'm talking about. You want to stay here, son, and play 20 minutes from your family and get this local money where from the minute you step foot in, you're making money to the minute you leave? Well, I mean, at Tennessee, I mean, you got I mean, to think, think the, McDonald's, the McDonald's is right down the road. Okay. <laughs> and they love giving out paper bags of money. So I just, I'm just saying I think it could be huge if you recruit it right. I just, if I'm a recruiter, that's what I'm saying every time I go to somebody's house. Period.